because we walk by faith and not by sight, we can spiritually sense the favor of God before we see every evidence of that favor in our lives. And I just want to say the favor of God is upon this people. There is something happening spiritually that indicates the favor of God. And you will see with your eyes what you already sense in your heart. God is doing great things. God is doing great things. Praise God. If you remain standing and those of you that want to join us in honor of the word of the Lord. And I want to say that favor has to do with a pastor and with a people that say, God, we are walking with you. We are trusting in you. And I sense that. And as much as I would love on my brother because he's family, uh, what I really love about him is he is a man of God. I love you and appreciate you so much. Happy, honored to preach here today. My daughter said at 19 minutes, she's going to do this. That means you're doing good. She said at 20 minutes, she's going to do this. That means I'm done. Now, she's not being rude. I asked her to do that. I don't usually preach 20 minutes, but somebody said some of y'all made some food for this group. And even though I don't sing as good as them, I'm going to sneak back there anyway. And, I, and that's why my message may be a little bit shorter, but it's still going to be what God has for us to hear. So I hope you'll be okay. Don't start the clock until we pray, okay? Don't start the clock until we pray. Hebrews 12, verse number 1. Hebrews 12, verse number 1. This is a familiar passage of Scripture, but this is the word that the Lord gave me for this congregation today. Hebrews 12 and verse number 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. You got a skinny pastor that's doing better at that than me, but I believe in it. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. I'm doing better with that part. Not better than your pastor, but better than the... I'm, I'm confused already. Uh, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God and I felt like the Lord gave me a word for individuals that would be here today and for this church family. You are going to finish. You're going to finish. You're going to finish. You're going to finish because he is your finisher. <laughs> Let's ask the Lord to speak to us today. Come on, lift your voice as you clap your hands or raise your hands and say, speak to me, Lord. Anoint, anoint that preacher, God, to speak to me. Hallelujah.
Praise God. You may be seated. My, uh, my brother may have told me this story, and if he did, he probably told you, but any good story I got, most of them have come from him. But this is a true story of a lady by the name of Florence. I'll just use her first name, although she is famous in sports history because she was the first woman to ever swim across the English Channel both ways. And so because of her skill, because of her athletic ability, uh, she was quite a swimmer. And she decided off on the coast of California, she was going to swim from an island off the coast of California, Catalina Island. She was going to swim 26 miles to the California coastline. And you know what? Some men had done it. And she thought, well, if any man can do it, I can do it. And I, don't, I thought I'd get a few more amens from you young ladies. There you go. I know you're not trying to embarrass the guys. But so she went, she commenced to swimming. And she had some, uh, some people in boats around her for safety reasons and family kind of uh, encouraging her. And she swam for 15 hours. Can you imagine? That's not just getting out in the pool for, you know, just a little bit of, of a refreshment. She was out there and she was getting it done. But just after 15 hours, the fog rolled in. And when the fog rolled in, she was unable to see the shore. And what is stunning about her 15 hours of swimming is that she was less than a mile from winning her race. But because the fog rolled in and because she couldn't see which way she was going, the boats were there to keep her heading in the right direction, but because she could not see how close she was to the goal, how close she was to winning the race, Florence literally just less then half a mile from winning her race, she got out of the water. She just gave up. And, and when they talked to her after she had rested a little bit, and they said, do you realize how close you were to finishing the race? Why did you give up? She said, I was tired, but it wasn't the fatigue that made me quit. It was the fog. When I could not see the goal, that's when I gave up on the race. And I feel like God sent me with a word to somebody today. And the word is, you're going to finish your race. You're going to finish your race. It was that famous blind lady, Helen Keller, that said, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. And I feel to preach to this church family today that the reason why you're going to finish your race is because we walk by faith and not by sight. And when the fog comes in and you cannot see the goal, you cannot see the direction, you cannot see the victory that God has for you, you're just going to keep walking by faith you're just gonna keep running by faith you're gonna finish your race because you're not gonna quit because of the fall hallelujah she said i could not see so i could not finish and i just want to remind you 
Anybody in here that's living for God can relate to this. The Apostle Paul said, I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not only to me, but unto all them who also love his appearing. Now, this building is filled with good-looking, godly people today, and I'll just warn Pastor Linder, ugly people deserve God too. So I'm a little nervous that all you got in your church is good-looking people. It just so happens we only brought good-looking people from our church today, but they'll tell you we got some ugly ones at home. So I just want to put this church on notice. Next time I come back, you better have some ugly people in this church. Because everybody deserves to know the Lord. But as awesome as you look today, as attractive and godly as you look today, I want to remind you that for each one of you that is looking for the appearing of the Lord, there is a crown that is awaiting you, a crown of righteousness. In other words, even though there may be areas of your life right now where you cannot see the goal, where you cannot see the victory, God has already promised you if you will stay in the race, there is a crown of righteousness. And I declare to you that you have enough faith in the Word of God, enough faith in the man of God to stay in the race. Oh, as a church family, as individuals in particular, we're going to finish. We're going to finish because we know there's a crown. Amen. The apostle said, I have finished my course. Now, when I think of a course, I know in this case we're talking about like a, a race course. But you think about it. Another way we use the word course is school. Any of you young people excited about going back to school? You're going to have to take a course, maybe a a math course, maybe a science course, maybe a history course. Can I tell you, when I was in school, there were some courses that were easier than others. In fact, as you get older, if you're going to go into engineering, there's a whole different set of courses that you're going to be taking as an engineer. I, I pursued the ministry, and, and there were courses in theology that an engineer would not have to worry about. But whatever course you're on, you, you're just going to have to get through that course because that's the course that God has determined for you. And sometimes we start looking around at other believers and, and we feel like, you know, it doesn't seem like they're going through what I'm going through. We may even look at other churches and say, it doesn't seem like they're going through what we're going through. But can I tell you something? If I am on the course... 
that God has designed for me. I am guaranteed that if I finish my course, I will receive a crown. So I'm not going to compare my course to your course. I'm not going to compare our course to the course of others. I'm just going to make up my mind. I started out and I'm going to finish. Oh, let's clap our hands as if we believe that God has a race for us to win. Can you say amen? The race is not to the swiftest. The battle is not to the strongest. I just think, you know who wins the race? The ones that stay in the race. Sometimes you feel like I'm not as spiritual as some other people. But if you will stay in the race, you will finish the race, and you will receive your reward. And so I preach to you today, some of you have already laid aside the weights, and many of you have already laid aside the sins. And so I am begging you, now run with patience. You're going to see the favor of God in your family. You're going to see the power of God in your ministry. You're going to see revival and harvest in your church. So run with patience because you're going to finish the race. Every saint of God is going to finish the race. Every church of God is going to finish the race. Every man of God, every woman of God, we're going to get that crown. Praise God. And so Paul said, run that you may obtain. Amen. So I'm a pastor, but I'm a runner before I'm a pastor. These young people got in the parking lot last night. And some of them decided they were going to race. They better be glad I wasn't there because they would have had to take me to the hospital. But it was on your mark, get set, go. And the race I saw, two of them, like lightning. The third one, he had a cart. He had a heavy load. He was pushing that cart. But he's going, he's doing the best he can. I'm just glad he stayed in the race. But one of those jokers, when they said on your mark, get set, go, he went. And they're all gone. He's just acting kind of cool. I don't have to race. I'd beat y'all anyway, so I'm not even going to. Brother Kevin, I'm not preaching about you, am I? I'm not calling you out, am I? Now, I can call him out because what he did last night is what he does, not what he does in life. But, you know, it's not enough to come to Sunday and act like you're a runner. It's not enough to come to church once a week and act like you're in the race. you got to make up your mind. No matter what I face at work tomorrow, I'm going to keep on running. No matter what my family battles, I'm going to stay in the race. Why? Because you're going to finish. I know for some of you, your course is difficult. I know for some of you, right now you're on an uphill climb. But I beg you, stay in the race. Because if you stay in the race, you will finish the race. You may fall down, but get back up 
and stay in the race. You may struggle. Others may get ahead of you, but stay in the race. I say for this church family, if you stay in the race, the victory's going to be so sweet. The miracle's going to be so powerful. The, the, the testimony's going to be so wonderful. You may be seated as the musicians come. Did you give me the thumbs up yet? I don't think I'm at 19 minutes yet. But I'm wore out already. Let me get back to Florence as I close. I was serious about y'all coming. I need you to stay in the race, Brother Harris. So Florence, she got back in the water again after some season of training and recovery. She said, I got to try one more time. I got to try one more time. So sure enough, she got back in the water. Hour after hour after hour, she kept swimming. Only two months after she had failed. Only two months after she had given up. Here she is in the water again, swimming, swimming, swimming her race. Swimming her course. And would you believe, after nearly 26 miles, the thick fog set in again. Just like two months prior, the fog swallowed her up. And nobody could see the coast of California, even though it was so close. And they're all wondering, is Florence going to give up again? Is Florence going to quit? But Florence stayed in the water, stayed in the race. And she got to the shore, and she finished. Some of you ladies give me a real loud amen here. She finished two hours faster than the fastest man had ever swum that same way. I'm not, I'm not slamming on the men. I'm just saying, men, if she beat us, she must have been really awesome. Because we're awesome. No amens from the men. Two hours faster. The same fog. The same fatigue. And so they asked her, why were you able to stay in the race? She said, yeah, the fog came in just like it did last time. And the last time it came in, I couldn't see the shore, and so I gave up. But she said, this time, when I couldn't see the shore with my eyes, I could see it in my mind. I had an image of the shore. I had an image of the goal. And so even though the fog was suffocating me, and the fog was blinding me. I could still see in my mind. I could still see in my heart. And so the scripture says, you're in this race. The fog's going to come in. And the way you're going to win is looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher. I'm saying when you're in this race 
and God's promised you victories for your family, but the fall comes in and you can't see any way that your family's going to get a victory in the current situation. You're just going to get an image of Jesus saying, come on, just one more lap, just one more mile, just a little bit longer, and here's your crown. Come on, when you feel like your ministry is being suffocated and you can't see everything God's promised to you would see, you're going to see in your heart by faith Jesus is waving me on he's saying come on you're almost there come on don't quit come on don't give up is there anybody here today that you've been believing God for a miracle that you cannot see and even though the fog has made you feel like my healing's never going to happen my victory's never going to happen you can see Jesus at this altar saying, come on, one more lap, one more altar call, one more opportunity. Come on, Grace. I'm telling you, you're in a fog, but just beyond the fog, Jesus is saying, your greatest revival is here. Your greatest miracles are here. You're going to win. Oh, church family, would you come right now? Guests, would you come right now? Everybody that can't come, would you come right now and say, I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish. I started out and I'm going to finish.